Hi, uh, my name is Raf. I am playing Grinner, a barbarian human uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinner. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tifla un under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the Dungeon Master of our Curse of Strahd campaign. Hello! Hello. Oh wow. Hello. I just Hello. smashed my phone onto my keyboard as I did that. I was too exuberant with my waving and I uh, ended up breaking uh, breaking my phone. That's okay, who cares? We're playing D&D. &D. There's no phones in the D&D &D world. We're excited to be playing Curse of Strahd. Welcome back, everybody. If I sound a little bit frantic, um, it's because this is my second D&D session for the day. Um, although I really have no excuse because Josh, our special guest character who joins us once again. How many hours of sleep have you had, Josh? Three. Yeah, killing it. That is because Josh joined me for our one shot over at Corsair's Cove uh, this morning, 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. 2 a.m. Uh, British time, I think roughly. It, it like was mid midnight, midnight when, it when we started. Four o'clock when we finished. Yeah, legend. Um, we we had our pirate themed one shot for the talk like a pirate day over at Corsairs Cove uh, this morning for me. Very this morning, <laughs> Josh. Um, it was a lot of fun. For those of you who came and joined us, thank you so much. It was lovely seeing all your faces there and your chats. Again, everyone who donated, thank you so much. It's going to an awesome, awesome cause. Um, cancer support for families who have children who are currently undergoing cancer treatment or cancer diagnoses. Um, we absolutely smashed the uh, the charity goal. They've now updated it and set a brand new one. And as of right now, I think they're on track to absolutely kick that one out of the park as well. So thank you so much, everybody who participated and joined in with that. It's been so lovely um, having you all show such love and support to Corsairs Cove. Um, I would say you should rush over and support them right now because the charity livestream event is still going, but we need your eyes here so you can come over with us when we raid them at the end of this session. Until now, you're ours. Uh, we're going to jump into the session and uh, dive into that with great gusto. Before we do, um, other announcements. Uh, the only other announcement I have to share is that <clears throat> not next week, but the week after, the week of October the 2nd, there will be no sessions at all for the whole week that's right this channel is being shut down for one week only as i go away on holidays um not clickbait uh just taking a week <laughs> off uh, up at the uh, upper fitzroy island up uh, far north queensland taking a bit of a beach holiday away so there will be no sessions for that week um well, I... youtube money's really coming in now isn't it huh interesting <laughs> <laughs> where's that's our all... holiday 
<laughs> um, no comment. Uh, <laughs> no comment. This is uh, so yeah, no sessions that week. Everybody moving on. Um, no, so I, I will be away that week, but we will be back again the week after with back to back sessions. I am working on something behind the scenes to uh, pop out while I'm away on the YouTube uh, channel. Some behind the scenes stuff. Um, I thought it'd be really cool to do a bit of a tour of the uh, homebrew world of Nostea and also do a bit of a breakdown of some of the rules that I use. I know they're all up on the wiki, but sometimes it's fun to kind of have them and talk through them as you go. So I will be, I'll be doing something like that and I'll record it and have it ready to rock and roll. Um, although now that I say that, Jacob mentioned Starfield right as we we're about to start and, and I kind of do want to record and play more Starfield because I have to say the more I play it, the more I'm enjoying it. Jacob, same mm -hmm. for you? Oh, 100%. You can't play enough Starfield. I have played 20 hours, which isn't a lot, but I haven't finished, like, done any of the main campaign. Like, it's just ridiculous. And I haven't even done any other side story campaigns. I've just been jumping, hopping from thing to thing and have done absolutely zero of substance and yeah. have just had a ball the whole time. It's pretty easy to do. Um, I yeah, like, yeah, it's really fun. I um, I started to get pulled into the um, Crimson Fleet faction quests, and uh, that's been that's been really fun as well. I have to say, there's nothing quite like being a space pirate who's also undercover, but also kind of enjoying the piracy and uh, taking a bit on the side to pay off his piracy. So it's been it's been pretty fun. I yeah, I have to say, I'm actually enjoying it. I I went in with cautious optimism. I tried to keep my hype low. Um, but my hype has gradually built the more I've played. And the, the Starship Builder, when you get into the Starship Building, it's so much fun. It's insane. There's so much that you can do in that. It's just, it's, so I'm an engineer, come from engineering background. Yeah, using, aviation as well, I should add. <laughs> yeah, using CAD software, it's the same. Like, it's simpler, obviously, but it's right. You, you feel it, you're dragging things around, you're moving aspect ratios and stuff. It's just great. It's bang on, <laughs> it's right. That's that's good to know. I, I had no idea. Um, that's crazy. Um, I will yeah, say I've, there's one oh yeah. little mission that I had where it was a little touristy place and someone didn't want so many tourists around, so they gave me a weird alien costume to run around and try and scare <laughs> the tourists. <laughs> and they come back and all done. Happy days is money. No. Are you kidding? Yep. yep, that I just stumbled upon. Where do I find this? <laughs> I have to Google. Uh, oh my god, it um, was Titan. It was Anonymous Titan. Gifter. That, so, oh. th thank you, Wh whoever that bloody legend was oh. who just gifted a whole bunch of subs. Thank you so much. That's amazing. I think we've just hit a hype train. We have level three hype train. That's the highest we've ever gone. Thank yeah, you so much. Great. Oh my goodness, massive, massive. Thank you. Oh, and Tash, you're here too. Tash, I was actually asking the day how you're doing. It's nice to see you. I was worried about you. Tash, Tash used to stream with us some uh, spooky games. We'd play a bit of Phasmophobia. Back in the very first few days of uh, first few days of our uh, Lost Archives streaming, it's nice nice to see that you're doing okay. I was I was worried that we hadn't heard from you in like a whole year. I asked the uh, the avatar creator, I was like, "Has anyone seen Tash? Is she alive? How's she going?" So it's good to know you're okay. Um, looking forward to doing some more Phasmophobia or other spooky game streams when you're back with us. That'd be great. Doing swell. Are you being held hostage? Swell's a word that you only use when you're not doing very well. Surely, right? Like. Swell's not a real, a real breakdown. <laughs> or you've been hanging out with your grandparents too long. Or you've been hanging out with your grandparents. I've been doing swell. Actually, you do a good, you do a good whistling. Why, yes, why is your grandparent the creepy pedophile from Family Guy? <laughs> <laughs> is yours not? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, doing not swell. <laughs> mm, that's, that's it. 
Graf does a really good that's nice, I have to say. Ooh, I'm jealous of his that's wrong. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have had to call the cops on him a couple of times because there's no way you can do that voice and not be something deeply wrong with you. It had nothing to do with the voice, though. It was just he was at your house and you wanted to... Yeah, he asked me to leave several times, but... It was my house at that point. Raph's, yeah, Raph's bigger than me. Well, There's not right. much I can really do. Raph's like a casual <laughs> six foot 47. So it's like, well, I'm just, this is his house now. What am I going to do? Dude looks like a Viking. I guess he's like plundered it and Get it's his home. House. <laughs> and then he says that and I'm like, well, I'm not scared of you anymore. <laughs> I'm not a child. Uh, oh my goodness. All right, let's do, let's do our stream. Let me do a quick recap for the last session and we will jump straight back into it. Um, going to be lots of fun oh sorry i should also say jared is not joining us uh, here tonight unfortunately he's had a little bit of a family emergency he's had to drop out for tonight so i will play the character of luther um i think luther he's just a slightly southern uh american accent isn't it it's just slightly sort of south south of the but he's uh, revealed his true identity and he's quite posh yeah i'll stick i'll stick to his american accent for the moment then hey because i think his plan was to kind of use that more with you guys for this next bit so yeah I'll, i'll play the character of luther for tonight but we'll keep luther kind of with I think what I'll do for for easy sake is I'll keep Luther with Nikolai, kind of keeping an eye on, on Nikolai and his sister Stella. And that way we kind of have a law reason why Luther might not accompany you to certain places for the moment until Jared's back with us. I don't want to do too much with that. Uh, alrighty, let me do a recap and let's jump into the session previously on Curse of Strahd. Our new team of the Tempest Adventuring Guild have found themselves lost in the dangerous realm of Barovia. After spending a day preparing in the town of Valaki, deciding to group together uh, with a new adventurer, Killian, um, and essentially launch a coup uh, against the current leader of Valaki, um, the last two bloodless. sessions have been dealing. Sorry, bloodless coup. Yeah, thank you. The last two sessions have been dealing with the bloodless coup and said fallout. After the whole town had gathered in the central square for the festival of the blazing sun. The team took their positions and launched said uh, quote-unquote bloodless coup. Uh, <laughs> essentially, how it went down, uh, Jonah, while hovering above the crowd, uh, drawing attention away while uh, Luther and uh, Grinner decided to try and kidnap the Baron and, and take him hostage. A large uh, bat, a dark shape flying overhead, dropped down from the sky and attacked Jonah, revealing itself as a vampire, a particularly angry one. Uh, in the form of a young elven man furious for the death of his lover at the hands of some um, some unknown attackers. Killian immediately revealed himself as probably the main one responsible for this vampire's death, hoping to distract this attacking uh, this attacker long enough for the now panicking townsfolk to escape. And hey, the plan worked beautifully for about three seconds, at which point the vampire turned his full attention on Killian and attempted to drink him. With the rest of the group having dealt with the Baron and now rushing to save Killian from certain death, uh, there was a pretty intense battle between the vampire Aramis and the team, with Killian, Grinner, and Theo all engaged in melee combat. Um, Tithler, Jonor, and Luther were free to unleash their magic and ranged attacks, um, taking down Aramis without uh, too much more bloodshed. At this point, the team realized that Baron Vargas Velakovich, having been handcuffed and dropped on the ground near the stage, was missing. Knowing that they could not leave Baron Vargas unattended, the group rushed to his manor house, hoping to find him there under the care of the guards. On the way, however, these hopes were dashed upon the discovery of a uh, pretty brutally uh, torn apart guard. Arriving at the Baron's estate, they found that Baron Vargas had taken his wife and child 
almost hostage, I want to say, while Sergeant Amelia was bleeding out at the bottom of the stairs. After two of the group stayed behind to save Amelia's life, the rest rushed up to try and talk the Baron out of killing um, more people and also tearing his son and wife away from their home. Unfortunately for Victor, his uh, experimentations with magic had imbued him with a fair bit of confidence and he decided to attempt to use his teleportation circle to remove his father from the equation, saving his mother. Uh, this did not go down well with Theo, who didn't trust Victor's uh, teleportation magic and counterspelled him, resulting oh, in Jonor. a surge. Oh, Jonor, sorry, Jonor counterspelled him. Theo also didn't trust him, though. You were the one who was like, no, no, do not let him do this. <laughs> I was going to maul him as a bear anyway, so. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, which resulted in Jonor counterspelling Victor, uh, causing the magic to backfire, and the group could only watch on in horror as Victor, this young gentleman, rose up into the air and vanished before their eyes, almost torn apart by the magics. After taking down the Baron, um, with a little bit of help from his wife, who also participated in the uh, ritual stabbing of this very evil man, the group headed back to the church, hoping for a bit of rest and relaxation time, while also attempting to save as many townsfolk along the way. Last session mostly dealt with the fallout, the group resting, recovering, and also gaining a bit of a level up, um, and preparing for the journey onwards. There was a bit of discussion about whether or not one of their companions would accompany them to the town of Kresk. Um, they've been traveling for a, quite a while uh, with two of their companions from the village of Barovia, Ismark and Irina. Ismark now having been instated as the new mayor of, uh, of Valaki. Irina was at a bit of a loss of what to do and was hoping to kind of learn a bit more about where she's from. The group managed to kind of talk her out of coming with them for the time being, and she agreed to stay in the town of Valaki, while the group travelled with Nikolai Wokta and his uh, unfortunately insane sister Stella to Kresk, hoping to find the abbot there, rumoured to have special healing powers. Something Titha also is uh, probably kind of keen on, given your horrific burns are still not fully dealt with. Two thumbs up from Jacob, fantastic. <laughs> we left off last session as the group began their journey. Um, as the cart trundles out the front gates of a lackey and you leave the town behind, um, the coin pouch that uh, Gunther Arasek had given you to uh, to hand over to the Wizard of Wines as a down payment for some uh, some barrels of, of special reserve. Uh, I think Theo, you were the one in charge of that, correct? Yes, because you yeah, because it was a revel. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, my revelin. <clears throat> we be revelin. Um, knowing that the Wizard of Wines uh, winery is on your way to the town of Kresk, you've, I think Theo was uh, pretty keen on potentially organizing a revel for the town of Alaki now that their insane leader has been dealt with. So, as you begin making your way down the main road, the town of Alaki falls away behind you, the palisade walls and buildings disappearing behind the forest. The road has been actually fairly well maintained. Compared to most of the other roads you've traveled while in the lands of Barovia, the stones have been kept clear of weeds. There's no grass choking the center of the uh, of the center of the, the road, and there are no massive potholes. This road has actually been quite um, well maintained for the most part. The wagon, which uh, Nikolai and his sister Stella are seated in, is quite small, most of it actually being taken up by large uh, chests and uh, suitcases full of their their uh, worldly possessions pretty much a full exit from the wokta manor in valaki having been uh, activated as a result of the untimely demise of the rest of his family at the hands of a certain crazy gnome 
as no you all yeah, exactly who shall not be named um naming him gives him power as you all know um raspip 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 as you begin making your way down the main road i guess my question for you is you know that it's going to be a couple of hours journey until you get to uh, any real uh, any real progress uh, on your on your way what would you all be doing during this time it's going to kind of count as like a semi downtime while you won't necessarily be uh doing like a proper rest per se i would count this as light activity just making your way along wandering along as you as you follow the road i'd count that as a light activity so yeah i guess my question is what would you guys be doing Tisla begins by playing with her Tisla toy that she just got that's this takes up a fair chunk of her time is focusing on this this new toy of her and working it out and seeing how it goes and just because it's cool and fun that's right and getting the and trying to then grab get the other people's toys of themselves to have them all play together and then she like it becomes a little too real and she starts to reenact situations that have happened that she wishes went slightly differently and then i think grinner would look over at one point and she's see like a little stocks built up at one point and then <laughs> like he'd catch she'd catch his eye and then she'd wreck it and put it away and i think that's taking up her attention <laughs> that's that's amazing Something uh, like that <laughs> yeah do you want to make me a performance check just because why the hell not hey <laughs> i'd love to Oh, yeah, negative one. That's great. Oh, 11. 11. I mean, essentially, you're doing a pretty good job with the voices as, as you focus. You, I mean, can you give us a, a quick rendition of Tithla giving a rendition of Grinner? Absolutely. Um, I, so you listen here, love. That's, I, I think that I give you for throwing the things at me. I'm really sorry. I just, I didn't mean it. I meant we're friends. Yes, I know, love. We, we're friends. It's okay. We'll forgive each other again and be best friends. That's that's definitely an eleven-worthy performance. Uh, <laughs> it was really that was fantastic, though. <laughs> Gruna, I'd like to think that you look over at this point as Tithla's holding up the Gruna doll and the Tithla doll, and like having this conversation. Are you like moving them back and forth? Like hundred percent. Like- well, no, it's just the up and down. There's, 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 <laughs> like there's, South Park. Yeah, there's not a lot to articulate, so it's just sort of up and down, <laughs> alternating. As, as you talk up, up, and down, and then you talk up, 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 and down. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Uh, two of the guards who are kind of walking along, uh, the, alongside the carriage, five of them total, the other three up on top of the wagon. The two who are walking alongside kind of watch you doing this, Titha, as you, I mean, you're walking alongside the wagon as you do this, saying, mm-hmm. not breaking stride, keeping pace easily. You watch as one of them, a slightly older woman, probably in her late 40s, early 50s, nudges her companion, a slightly younger man. Goes, see? Hmm? People like, people <laughs> like Blinsky's toys. I told you. You hear from the uh, the younger man, no, 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 Blinsky's toys are the creepy, Maeve. No one likes Blinsky. That little girl does, look. She's having a great time playing with her Blinsky's. Yeah, but she's playing with toys of herself and her companion. Maeve, can you just can you just hold Tithla for a second? <laughs> you watch as Maeve sort of looks a bit startled, and then a warm smile spreads across her face. 
of course, my dear. Yes, please. Uh, Tithlop, was it? Well, yeah, of course. See? If you hold Tithla, say it looks like me, then that's pretty easy to remember. So you'll know for next time. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and what would you like me to... Did you want me to just hold Tithla or...? Well, I mean, then we're going to... You're going to do the talking and I'm going to do the talking. Oh, um... <laughs> Can you make me a persuasion check, please? <laughs> sure, I'm happy to roll it with disadvantage. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you disadvantage right. for this. 18. That's an 18. <laughs> <laughs> She's adorable. What can you say? I'm going to say... I'm going to say for Maeve, there's a there's a moment, Tithler. You're, you're pretty insightful, I think, from memory, aren't you? You've got a pretty high passive perception. In uh, no, no, Tithler has never and will never be perform any okay. sort of insight check. Is, uh, is anyone So around... whatever people say is what Tithler will take. Okay. Probably the Theo is the most insightful. You've got the highest wizard, right, Theo? Uh, yes. Yeah. Would do. Theo, I would say that you notice, because it's hard not to notice Tithla playing with the dolls of herself. Um, she also came over and asked for everyone's toys. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Um, yeah, Theo, you notice a, a moment, what could only be described as this moment of grief passing over Maeve's face that quickly is pushed down. It looks like a practiced movement as she quickly, like, squashes that moment of grief puts on a big smile oh, of, of course I'll play with you I'd love to and she spends the next hour playing dolls with Tithla Tithla has grown and say okay love would you like to sit on my shoulders now yes. it's your turn yes I get sore legs when I have to walk so far could I sh no wait am I Tithla I'm Tithla yeah, yeah. So you sit on my shoulders because I'm Gritter. Yeah, uh, I, I get sore legs when I walk love. so far. I'd love a piggyback. Thank you. Anything for my one of my best friends. <laughs> uh, Grinner, you're watching this. Uh, <laughs> just this is happening. No one's stopping I think, it. I think there's like a solid side eye from Grinner through this, and he's just going to. There's a wall that goes up. So while Grin is thinking, then Theo comes along. Um, I think that you will actually find that I am the one that gives Tithla the piggybacks and it is not you. <laughs> the temptation to just let you do this for a whole two-hour session <laughs> is overwhelming. <laughs> but in the interests of uh, actually letting the other players participate, I... <laughs> <laughs> move on and leave the rest of it to the audience's imaginations um whatever you imagine tithla does with these dolls she does <laughs> um what i'm hearing is curse of strad tithla toy playing one shot it sounds like the oh, ember yeah. island D &D players. D &D &D. yeah yes. it, it sounds like sounds like we're doing <laughs> the ember Blinsky island minis. players uh yeah. edition which i'd be a fan of i'd, I'd watch that um oh my god okay uh, killian what would you be doing during this uh, two-hour journey? You spoke up, which means you've sacrificed yourself. So, <laughs> what are you it's doing? That. I think it's. I think <laughs> it's at one that. point I'll hear Tifla playing with the toys, and I'll feel something in the back of my head. I'll just rummage around in my hair and pull out a little Tifla arrow. But why is it that Tifla is the only one that has uh, propellant propellant 
things, things that fire. Why, why do you shoot? Why, why do I not fire blood at people? I don't know. Here you go, Tifla. Thank you. And, and then I'm just following along, watching what Tifla's doing. Every now and then, I'll pull out the little Killian one because it's the only doll that Tifla hasn't asked for, and I'll go, oh, no, 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 and then put it back in my pocket. Oh, uh, double check. Tifla might have asked for that. <laughs> Tifla, were there uh, any? She should come around. She'd slowly do the rounds. Then when it came up, then. And so she'd probably see Killian bring the toy out and go, oh, yeah. Um, and then, Killian, can I please borrow Killian? <laughs> do you want me or do you want the toy? There's so many options. Can we start <laughs> with the toy? Can I talk to you, you later? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Killian, I did want to talk to. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to little Killian. Um, do you think you could tell me a little bit about your God? See, I don't, I don't really have a God, but now, like, Dad was teaching me some stuff, so I just, I want to learn a little bit about some of the gods. Seeing, you know, like we're both trying to heal people a bit. No, that's uh, completely understandable. My, my God, from the place I come from, a place called uh, Faerun. Uh, we had a large pantheon of various... Is that with a PH? No, it's with an F-A. Oh, okay. That's weirder. It is, yes. Um, we have a large pantheon of gods, and um, uh, Kelimvor is is one of those gods. He is the, he is the god of death. Uh, he ferries those who pass away to the to the realms of the dead um, he does not like undead so vampires are not a are not a favorite of his so uh, coming to being offered to come to Barovia was a uh, was a honor for my temple and for myself so um Yes. So any chance I can to uh, see those who should have passed this Mutokoyo, I will take it. Oh, thanks. Do you, do you think Kalumvair would need somebody else to sort of look up to them? Kalumvair is, is always looking for... We will always accept the prayers of others who are looking to do his work. If you huh. wish to pray to him, I I can sit down with you one evening and I can go over the rituals that I that I do to pray to him um, we could also talk about some of the gods from your own land if you wish and we can see if there is one that is um, suited suited to you as well oh we, we could do that if you don't want me to worship your god too you can oh. you can worship you can worship Kelimvor if you wish but okay. uh, as as you are from a different plane, you might have a stronger connection with a god from from your own plane. So you might be able to get their gifts easier than what it would be praying to a god that you that you are unfamiliar with. Okay. Well, I only know Lysander and and Calumbear, so I don't know. They're both. I have a strong connection to both of them. You know, you to Calumbear, and then you know. This is fine. I will teach oh, you. you. Know. I will teach you rituals. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have a chat later, and you can tell me some more. Yes. 
I look forward to it. It has been a long time since I have fully practiced the, the rituals of Kelimvor, so um, I, I look forward to it. Thank you. Well, we can learn together. Yes. It seems to be our uh, it seems to be our uh, shtick, I believe, is the word that they say. I think that might be a Faerun word. I don't know that one. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. But so you're okay if I play with little Killian for a bit? And what, like the junior yes. Killian, like the toy Killian. Yes, yes, you can play with the toy Killian. Okay, thank you, Killian Junior. Don't don't forget to uh, sprinkle a little bit of water on it in order for it to uh, change color. Oh, okay, I'll do that right now. And she runs away. All right, perfect. As you dash off, running away, a little bit excited to potentially learn more about the the offerings for religious commitment. Uh, let's jump over and see how Jonor's doing. For the next sort of two, three hours while this wagon trundles along and you walk along beside it, what would Jonor be doing? Seeing that uh, Tithla is fairly preoccupied and Grinna is kind of watching what she's doing but not tr- trying to not look like he's paying attention and Killian's also over there. Um, I'm going to walk around to Theo um, just sort of lean into him and say, hey, can we um, just sort of go up the front? Something, something up ahead. I, I just need you, to, need to check out with me. Um, okay, I'll, I'll follow along. It's very mysterious, but um... I um then walk, uh, walk uh, out of earshot of the rest of the the party, sort of grabbing and grabbing along, pulling, pulling him further in front of everyone. Hey, hey, Theo. Um, we had a uh, Victor along the way. He, you know, he had this really evil book, and yes, I'm, I remember the book. The off. <laughs> pretty pretty bad book and just did did these things to the the maid and then the other maid and um himself do 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 you think do you think i murdered him um i personally wouldn't think too much about it um if it makes you feel better if you didn't i probably would have anyway so so i think um like you know <laughs> look, Sounds uh, like a yes. Um, okay. No, look, well, I mean, yeah. I think you did your best to stop him from doing something that could have been a whole lot worse. Um, you didn't know what would happen if you stopped this spell. All you did was stop him from doing something that could have, well, blown us all up. So I, I, I saw those cat scratchings, and I just think yeah. that there w- wasn't going to work. But if, if he you, like if you it think... kind of. Em, em, emplo- exploded in a kind of a yeah uh, look if you want to think about it a different way you didn't kill him you simply saved us all in the same ways that we have killed numerous people and things along our way in order to you know not die so it's uh it's about self-protection i mean not it's just uh... self it's all of us it was his mother it was possibly the whole town like who knows how bad that thing would have blown up like sure the last couple of times just vaporized the maid but he's tinkered with it again even though we told him not to and he wanted to fuck around and he found out yeah he wasn't really doing what we told him to but so I don't have too much sympathy for him sure he was just in a bad situation and wanted to get out but he did vaporize two people and contribute heavily to our friend Stella's cat-based mental illness, so... 
so we, kind of a we, shit we definitely, we definitely did the right thing. It was it sucked. That's that's what needed to happen. Oh look, yeah, that's definitely I don't, what needed to happen. I wouldn't say you killed him, but if I did, I also would say that's probably a good thing. So, I, either way, you did pretty good. Oh, that's that's very very assuring. Thank you. You're most welcome. Now about that book. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon it's, we do? It's right. Um, so we we're in we're in an interesting place at the moment. We have something that seems to be pretty powerful and fair, fairly abhorrent, and we're in a place full of those types of people. We could just get rid of it right now, or it could be valuable to someone else if we were to leverage it somehow, perhaps. Well, if we're on the quest to, you know, not be bad, I think giving evil book to evil people is probably not the best place to start. That's that's true. It did kind of sound like that, but it's more like you, you know, you, you, if there's someone evil when we know they're evil, then we can lure them in with a book and then get rid of evil people. You know, the, you know, the evil oyster. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, do we have any? I mean, the book is powerful. Perhaps if we neutralize the curse, we could use it to our advantage. Yeah, so I don't know much about this. The, the gods of nature be... don't don't really go into curing curse book from curses, but um, can I roll an Arcana check for would removing a curse also remove the contents? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good question. Hundred percent. Alright. 16. Jonor. You know that the curse that's placed upon this book isn't a run-of-the-mill curse. It's not like this is an item that has been imbued with magic that when someone does X, they are afflicted with Y. This is something deeper. The curse is multi-layered. The curse is knowledge. Those who seek to use this book and to understand it are corrupted by it. If you were to remove the curse, you are not entirely sure how much of this book would be left behind at the end of it. The the removal of the curse would change the contents in this case. How much? Hard to say. With a 16, you're fairly confident that if you were to perform a remove curse ritual with plenty of time, with with no stress around you, not in the midst of combat if you were able like, to set aside some time, perform the ritual carefully, you could minimize this effect. But how much is going to be left over? Hard to say. I imagine with my scholarly ways, having been through a, through a few books in my lifetime, that probably lends itself to the better remove curse or how you described yeah, so Theo, it's, it's kind of like a, the way I had a bit of a look at it and the way I see this is kind of like a, a woven bowl and when, when you start pulling the weaves away, you don't you don't know how much is this going to collapse and how much will be left. So yeah, it could be worse. could be something in here. Um, might be nothing once once I'm done with it. Always the other option is we do the things bargain and see what we get. How As we um, lean into it. Yeah, I mean, did like, maybe? Ooh. I mean, it's probably a very bad idea, but so is this bag of beans I have, and I'm probably going to plant one of those at some point. So, 
please no. <laughs> we just need to find someone willing to um, touch the book. I, I, I saw Tesla get blown away by that thing. I don't think she's going to want to touch it. No, and... look, and she would be the last person I would want to, to do it. Though. She's far too, too innocent to know when something is trying to mislead her. Um, He's got the best moral compasses. Honestly, I mean, probably myself or, or Luther. Probably, um, I mean... Grinner? He's he's on the, the a corrective journey, so... Yeah, let's not know, let's a... not give him an impediment to that journey. I mean, does that... Yeah, I mean, him. But ultimately, like, I think it's probably going to ask you to do some pretty messed up shit for, um, for the knowledge. But, I mean, if you think you can mitigate most of the damage with Remove Curse, I think most of the benefit without any of the side effect is better than none of the benefit with no risk or some of the, all of the benefit with maximum risk. So I think it's a pretty good middle ground if you wanted to try it. Um, or we just keep next, it around and, and then something will probably happen with it. Yeah. And if someone sees this book on me, they're probably going to think I'm uh, some sort of evil, evil being. I mean, you did just murder a guy, so I guess you are pretty evil. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. His face changes from discussing the book in it. It's like shock and he looks down, <laughs> I down just the kidding, ground. I just, just kidding. You're not a murderer. Just, the fact that you feel bad about it clearly shows you're, you're not the murdering that. Yeah. Yeah, I've got that's guilt. Guilt is that's a, that's a very good indicator. Yeah, you're you're right. This is something um, you could probably put into your book. Good aligned things feel guilt when murdering. I, that's a pretty good start. I I think we'll we'll go we'll go with that one. It's probably like a good, um, very simplistic breakdown of D and D alignment. <laughs> as as a feels whole, feels guilt, feels nothing, yeah. feels enjoyment. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's probably not a bad way of kind of summarizing some aspects of the alignment system, at least the good, neutral, evil, I guess, yeah. But if you're on the other team, then it's fine to kill evil, so... Well, the question is, how does one know if they themselves are evil? Because if your actions are justified in your mind... But we're not going to get into that tonight. That's a very we deep We need religion question. to put a stake, a stake post in. <laughs> I, do, I don't know if that's the answer. <laughs> I think historically that's More not gone religion. well. <laughs> that's right. It yeah. always leads to better outcomes. Exactly. And when, when there is no religion that fits your needs, you just make one up like Scientology. Just make your own. Just fucking make it up. You know. Um, to be fair, here at least we have gods that are like actively influential in the world, so it's pretty easy to believe in them. I don't know though. If we're going to talk about the beliefs of Scientology as a quick aside, don't they believe that we're all like all bad things happen because of ghosts that were dropped in volcanoes and then bombed with hydrogen bombs float no, around I'm, us? And, I, oh, I you mean in D and D? Oh, thank God. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'd much well, prefer you believe. Both similar calibers of fantasy, but like at least you know we've we've seen Lysander slash Lysander actually you know yeah cast a ritual and yeah, 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 do something. No, in the if you're going to pick a pantheon, believable fantasy. <laughs> Yeah, look, I've always said, if you're going to pick a pantheon, uh, any of the D&D pantheons to believe in, I, I actually kind of respect that move, to be honest. I think uh, you're a bloody legend. Um, amazing. Okay, well, I guess That's we kind of know... I had to add for <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I guess we know what uh, Theo and Jonah are doing. The only other person we need to know, then, is Grinner. I think initially after Tithler's antics, um, 
Grin is going to be side-eyeing that whole situation. And there's definitely going to be a certain level of a wall that is going to go up. Um, and he basically has his entire dog end in one lungful. He's just going to just like full-on just inhale that shit. Um, and then flick away whatever's left and kind of just stride ahead a little bit, um, making his way towards Killian, um, walking alongside him for a while after Tithla's done there. Um, he's probably going to be quiet for a fair while, just standing next to him, well, walking next to him. And then after a few, I guess, glances and attempted starts he's not looking at him he's looking almost at the ground in front of him he's just going to say how do you come to terms with it all the death with... hmm. you never do it is something that sticks with you for as long as you live the the only thing that you can do is learn how to learn how to manage and survive day by day. Is that what got you into what you believe in with your religion? My relationship with Kelimthor uh, started off rocky. It became strong and grew. And then when I came to Barovia on what I believe to be his wishes, uh, it was tested and my faith was broken. And uh, through connecting with all of you and with the assistance of what uh, Tifla has sort of awakened within me uh, I'm beginning to build that connection with him again Grin is going to pull another dog end out from fuck knows where he gets them from and light it up take a, a puff and then pass it off to Killian and then pull another one out for himself oh, there you go. and this one has some music in it which is really cool yeah that's impressive for a dog end not many have yeah. that no it's it's enchanted ah, um, bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> it's bluetooth ah, I've, I've heard of those they, they are called enchanted vapes yeah is that the right yeah. the blast music every puff it's good stuff uh, he's he's going to pass one off to you and, and have one himself and kind of mull on that for a minute. I've I've been a soldier for all of my adult life, and and through that, you don't always get ordered to do the right thing. It kind of gets muddled 
you know, it, it gets muddied between the orders and, and, and how you feel about it. And I don't know. It, it it's just it's not right in in my head. There's a lot of things there that I've done. A lot more than I've seen and a lot more that I was not able to prevent. And now it, it's funny. This is almost like a fucking holiday in a way. All of this. This is so much simpler. It's giving me time to think, and I don't like that. I don't want to be thinking. It's bringing up a lot of things. It's bringing up a lot of things. And I feel I can't talk about this with the others, right? I, I, you're new. You don't get it properly yet, I hope. But if I speak to them about this, what respect I've built, it won't be there anymore. You know, I need I need someone I can talk to about this. Otherwise, I'm gonna drive myself to drink or find a, a short rope at a big tree. I'm not ready to go out like that. That is that is no way for any person to go. If if you feel that you need to speak to anybody, I am more than willing to lend my ears to whatever ails you. I will say that I do not believe in the day and a bit that I've known all of you. I do not believe that the others would lose respect for you. If anything, I believe they would respect you more for being honest with them, with the demons that you are very clearly facing. But that is not me saying that you should go and tell them right away. Do it. If if you wish to use me as a stepping stone to eventually to eventually share this information with them, then I will gladly do that. Especially if it brings you peace of mind. I appreciate that, mate. I, I I've spent a long time with most of the people in my life looking at me in fear. This lot don't. They don't they don't know me well enough to fear me yet. I don't want that. I'm done with that. I, I don't know how to get the fucking demons out, Killian. I don't know if talking's gonna do it, mate, but it's got to start somewhere. Killian, 
you're quite attuned magically, given your warlock and now cleric level. In light of what Grin is saying, I'm going to get you to roll me a arcana... No, no, scratch that. I'm going to get you to roll me either a charisma or wisdom check as you draw upon the powers of your warlock patron or cleric, your choice. Certainly going to have to be my uh, charisma. Just a charisma check. Yeah, just want to see if you notice something. 21! I'm going to say you definitely do. (laughs) As Grinner is saying this very honest, very grim monologue in a way, for a brief moment, you almost see two figures standing behind him. Just for a second, as you blink, they fade away again. Two what looked to be almost small children, one girl, one boy, dressed in rich nobleman's clothes, but young, 12 and 8 by your guess. And then as you sort of provide a bit of advice to Grinner, you blink again and for a second you see them, almost like an afterimage from a bright light fading away off your retina. And then they're gone a second later. You watch as the small boy reaches up to try and hold Grinner's hand, and subconsciously you watch as Grinner's hand tightens to hold it back. You're not even sure he's aware he's doing it. But just for a second, you catch sight of these two shapes. Grinner, you're being the most honest you've been about this. I probably would hazard maybe ever. And it means you're having to face this as well. Not just, you're not just saying this, you're kind of acknowledging something that maybe you've spent a long time trying to keep hidden. And it hurts. But as soon as you start to speak, there's a feeling of warmth and comfort you've never felt before when facing these demons. Ever. And you don't feel alone as you say it. Not like you have before. I don't. I was just going to say, I don't say anything. I take note of the the two children. I'll look to Grinner with with a sympathetic look. Uh, and won't say anything about seeing anything. I'm, I'm just gonna. Uh, you'll see Grinner's other hand that wasn't instinctively trying to grab hold is shaking substantially, um, and he's gonna just tighten his grip into a fist, and then kind of relax back into that usual grin of slouch uh, glance at you, see that you've got the the dog end there is that well, anyway enjoy that, mate. It, it's it's good shit, and he's just going to kind of wander back again out, away from him do you sample said dog end, uh, Killian? I've never, Killian's never had uh, smoke in, he, in his life, but he'll do it out of respect for Grinner. He'll go go to take a 
And as Grenade turns away, you'll see it's the equivalent of White Ox. I was going to say, it's not good shit. Uh, if you had any frame of reference, you would know this is not good shit. This is tar and uh, lung cancer in a nice little wrapped up package. Um, yeah, or the I, aftertaste. Yeah, it's it's somehow bitter and salty at the same time. It should not be possible from a cigarette, but it manages it. Uh, excellent. Alrighty, Grinner, I'm going to give you inspiration because that is a hugely significant character moment for Grinner, and one of the things I have also got here, there are party-wide achievements that you can earn. I also have put in personal growth achievements. And while I haven't finished fleshing these out, there are moments of personal growth that are immediately awarded with an inspiration. One of them was Grinner facing his demons and acknowledging them. Um, so that is definitely absolutely earning an inspiration point for you. 100%. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm wanting to kind of like add more of these little challenges for you to complete to remind me to hand out inspiration for these really important moments so yeah that is absolutely an inspiration point for uh, for grinner uh which you can also add to your birthday inspiration from uh from friday yeah nice because uh, i did also forget to say at the top of the session but i remembered halfway through as raf as the character of grinner was talking quite nihilistically that raf is now 30 uh, as of <laughs> a few days ago it's weird how that reminded me i don't know what the connection or correlation is there <laughs> <laughs> borderline actual nihilism from Raph probably <laughs> welcome hey, to the club nihilism, nihilism is the best way to approach the world so I, I thoroughly recommend it I've been an optimistic nihilist for at least 10 years now and it's the best um, yeah no absolutely so enjoy those two uh, make sure you mark off those two inspirations uh, they are yours to spend as you wish thank you very much DM my pleasure the journey continues onwards uh, you take a brief moment to stop for supplies and to have a quick, uh, quick, quick bite to eat, a moment to catch your breath as then you begin traveling on. Before too long, you find yourselves arriving at the edge of a river crossing, a bridge crossing this fast flowing, rapidly moving river that seems to drain into Lake Zarovich, the massive lake off towards the north of Valaki. As you get to the edge of this bridge, you can see that the road actually splits into almost an X intersection. You have obviously come from the northeast branch, but it looks like the road splits northwest, southwest, and southeast from here. There was a wooden signpost at this position, but the top half has been broken off, leaving only a sign post jammed into the wooden earth, uh, jammed into the wooden bridge, sitting at a bit of an angle, the top half shattered. As you look around, you can see no signs of any people here, but signs that people have been through. Wagon tracks, hoof prints, and footprints leading in all directions to and from this bridge. As the cart comes to a stop, Nikolai gets up, wanders over and looks at the signpost and then looks back, wandering over to uh, the five of you, six of you plus uh, Luther. Um, I was not sure which road was the quickest to take. I was hoping that we could consult the sign and use it to help us navigate. 
but it seems someone has broken the sign. Uh, do any of you, are you familiar with this area? Have you come through here before? I, I wasn't sure which way you entered the town of Valaki from. Uh, from which way did you come? We, we came from Barovia. Ah, uh, no, the other way. Um, hmm, this could be tricky. I One might see if I can... Oh, yes. Never steered me wrong, is yeah. if in doubt, go left. Uh, Killian, you've been on all over this place. Do you have a better suggestion <laughs> than going left? Because then you never left in doubt. Ah, very. <laughs> but you might be doubting left. Um, Killian, as you. <laughs> yeah, what was your question? I was going to say, I, I've travelled. I've been in Barovia for a few months. Would yeah. I have travelled this path before? Oh, yeah. You've, you've been along this road before. Um, you haven't been to the town. I'm going to say you probably haven't been to the town of Kresk yet. I reckon that might just. Because it's, it's far to the northwest, it's pretty far out. Of, uh, of the beaten track. So probably it's not been an area you've traveled to by yourself. Um, but you have been along this road before. This is actually the road you came to get to Valaki on your first approach. Um, you know that the pathway towards the south uh, leads down towards uh, an old overgrown section of um, broken down farmlands. This uh, abandoned homestead that you'd passed through sometime previously. Um, that is not the only thing that is down there. There's also a massive abandoned castle down towards the south. You've not yet approached it. It is marked with stone dragon motifs and the front, the gates that are partially collapsed are flanked on either side by these two massive stone dragon gargoyles. You don't know much about this. I'd say that any time you've asked people, they've warned you to stay away from Argin Vostholtz, uh, warning you that only death lies for you beyond the gates. Um, but uh, apart from that, if you were to head, if you were to follow Tithler's directions and go um, go left, just flat out left, uh, it would be another couple of hours' journey, and you would arrive at Argin Vostholtz. Uh, the ruined and abandoned farmlands not too far beyond that. Um, you would also know that you can get to Arginvost Holt by actually just following the road straight. If you were to continue on the road that you're on, there is also another branching pathway to Arginvost Holt. Um, it's not a straightforward pathway, it's going to lead you meandering through the woods, but it would also lead you in that direction. Um, however, you also know that the road continues on, that road that seems to bend down towards the uh, southwest. You know that it does curve as it gets around the corner and leads back up again towards the northwest. Ostensibly, you know that you need to head northwest to get to Kresk, uh, and you know that the Wizard of Wines is not too far off the track from that northwestern pathway. Um, given that information, I'd say that really you would know that you can either head northwest or southwest of here. You probably don't want to be heading southeast unless you wanted to go to check out Arginvostholt which you absolutely are welcome to do. Or if you wanted to rest for the night in that abandoned homestead, 100%, like you're more than welcome to head there. So there is an, uh, if we were to go to the southeast, there is an, an abandoned uh, farmstead that we could potentially stay at. There, there is also the uh, ruins or castle of Argenvostold. It is a place that I have never, I've only seen from a distance. There's a lot of uh, dragon statues there. Um, I've been warned by many people around that I've seen that not to go there, but 
I don't know if that is of any interest to anybody. Uh, if we want to continue to the Wizard of Wines or even to Kresk itself, uh, then we would need to go to the northwest following this straight road and taking the next the next bend. All right. Uh, can I turn to... Um, uh, I've forgotten his first name, the Wokta boy. Nikolai. I'm going to turn to Nikolai. They're still on the cart, yeah, I'd imagine. Uh, Stella is still inside the cart with one of the guards. Nikolai has jumped down and is talking to you from the road. He, he headed on over to the bridge, saw the broken sign, and then came back and was like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> what do you think we should do? Help me, please. I'm just an NPC. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nikolai, you, you lived in that town your whole life, right? Back yes, I, I grew up in uh, in Kresk. Oh, sorry, not Kresk. <laughs> I grew up in Valaki. Never been to Kresk. Um, <laughs> some Todd Howard know? level NPC writing. <laughs> <laughs> I grew. I grew up in. I grew up in Valaki. I, I have been to the town of Barovia once or twice, and um, my family were. Um, we did travel to uh, the the old mill uh, as well on a number of occasions, but um, I haven't been this way very far. I did once go hunting with my father. Um, in the woods not too far from here. What 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 do you know about that castle? What's the rumors about that place? Argin was told. Um, I don't know much, only that I was warned to stay away. My, my mother was very clear that I should go nowhere near it, that it is a, a place of, uh, of, of death, a place where um, children go to, to be taken and killed. She did say that about a lot of places, though, so it's necessarily assume that that is a, a, a true thing um no all i can tell you is that it is a large abandoned castle it's been there as long as uh, as long as i can remember as long as anyone can remember kind of sounds like that bakery children go get you know uh, their fate ends poorly there it's he pales probably visibly as you mention a bakery where children go missing oh what's what's uh, Grimace? What's what's the Grimace for? My mother told me about the the bargain the Baron had made with the hags of old bone grinder. I, I now know what is in dream pastries. It's not a, a thing I think I will ever be able to unlearn. I can't believe the Baron made that agreement with those monsters. Send children to send young girls and boys, young women and men to these creatures to be slaughtered and eaten. Was, was the Baron always like that? As long as I, as long as I've known him and remembered him. My mother said that he, um, when he was younger, he was, uh, when he was a young man, they, they were friends, my mother and uh, Baron Vargas. And she said that while he was a bit strange, he wasn't cruel. But when the uh, old Baron, his father, passed, something changed in Vargas, and, and she said that very quickly, and then the couple of days, couple of weeks, he went from being this this young boy to this monster of a man. I think while this conversation's going on, Grin is going to back away from it to the cart and start rummaging for booze. Uh, do you want to make me an investigation check? Uh, I am going to give you advantage because Grin is a bloodhound when it comes to locating. <laughs> roll for rummage. Roll, roll for rummage. Roll for rum rummage. A rum rummage. 
uh, I, you're probably going to succeed and locate rum. Um, while you're doing that, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll jump back with, with Nikolai. Does that answer your question about uh, Aginvostolt? It should, does, it sounds... should actually add as well, there is one other thing. Um, I did hear a group of adventurers, uh, people from another place, I uh, can't remember the name of where they were from. They they passed through, uh, hoping to plunder the treasure of the dragon. Not sure if that means anything. Was it from a place called Nostea? Uh, that does ring a bell. There were did, three did, of them. Did they have a little um, insignia with a tower on their clothing? Yes, now that you mention oh, right, it, a white, yes. a white tower. There were three of them. Um, a very small lady with green hair, um, a, a, a taller man, um, and a, um, a, a cat-like person. They looked like a, a, a large, like, bipedal cat. I was very interested. I, I, I mean, I quite like cats. But, yes, they passed through um, a few weeks ago. Said they were looking to plunder no... the treasure of the dragon. While I, as a player, obviously took immaculate notes and know exactly what's going on there, would Theo remember that those were or were not the people we were originally trying to look for in the Durst Manor? Look, hey, it's a good question. Um, I mean, you were sent specifically to locate two parties of missing adventurers. It would be unlikely that you would not have some written record of who these people are and their identifying descriptors, even if sure you hadn't written unlikely. it yourself. <laughs> Yeah, even even if you hadn't written it yourself, the person who gave you this quest, um, Mira, the the captain, one of the leaders of the adventuring guild, um, canonically is a meticulous note taker and would have made triplicate notes and given you at least one copy. And then for redundancy, another one of you would have another copy of these notes. Um, Claire, who played the character of Mira in the Journey of Dragons campaign, was a very meticulous note taker um and so her character is now as well so yeah i would say that you would have probably you and jonor would have very carefully maintained written records that describe the appearance of the people that you're looking for those descriptions match three of the members of the white banner sonia brightleaf miles crafill and uh, warmth of the rising sun his name is warmth of the rising sun the tabaxi's name is warmth of the rising sun known as uh, sun to her friends that is just dope. Like, that's a very cool name. Thank you. I was pretty proud of it. I, I the Tabaxi, yeah. I love the esoteric names of the Tabaxi, so I always lean heavily into it whenever I have to name a Tabaxi. Um, <laughs> well, Raph, what was your Tabaxi well. guest character named? Uh, he was... Um, uh, Shivers from cold, Beyond the Grave, wasn't he? The, it was the, the Coldest Dark Before the Dawn. That's door. right. The Coldest Dark Before the Dawn, and then the nickname was Shivers. Yeah. <laughs> tabaxi cool. names are amazing if you're not mm. playing a tabaxi just to have a super cool name you're not living also tabaxi <laughs> just great like stats wise like even from a mid maxi perspective play play a tabaxi they're great fun and you get Kawaii to speak like a kajit from uh, skyrim if you wish <laughs> kajit as well as if uh, you have coin huh? which is always fun and unless you play shivers who is absolutely useless <laughs> <laughs> Shivers, Shivers was a necromancer. Um, I thoroughly recommend if you have not watched the Tyranny of Dragons campaign, you should watch it, not just for the incredible um, campaign itself, but also for some of the amazing guests that came through. Shivers was definitely a standout and probably one of my favorite thoroughly character enjoyed. Oh, Thoroughly enjoyed Shivers. Yeah. Yeah. The old necromancer. Yeah, I, think, I think it was probably <laughs> Necomancer. Why did we not make that joke before? 
<laughs> Fuck, we've peaked. That's it. <laughs> that is, it doesn't Thank get better you. than that. That's not just. <laughs> Oh my god, the the 18th of September 2023, 8.21pm, that was the best pun that has ever been made and will ever be made. Surely <laughs> that's, that's an achievement. That's <laughs> Necomance is pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, well, beat the unbeatable pun is the, is the new, new new party achievement. Someone submit. Oh man, absolutely. Whoever can come up with the best pun, that is damn good, man. Well done. Did you just think of that? I did, yes. <laughs> yes. That's so good. Um, oh, oh yeah, as I was gonna say, my favorite character up too, but also now my favorite pun associated with a character. So many, many great things to love about Shivers. Um, but yeah, definitely, if if you are looking for a really good campaign, I, I can thoroughly recommend our Tyranny of Dragons playthrough because of the amazing characters that we had, including Raph as Shivers for like good, like 15, 20 episodes. It was awesome. Oh, it wasn't that long. I think it would have been like ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. you were there for the whole maze. Yeah. I was. And you slowed them down considerably. What should have been like a two session <laughs> yeah. jaunt through a maze became like a six session slog. <laughs> you deliberately were like, I want to go right. <laughs> and you just yeah, consistently. the templar of the campaign. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was fun. Um, all right. That's that, that quick aside right. done. Um, that, that, yeah. Those are the guys we're looking for. It matches the descriptions of three of the adventurers you were sent to find perfectly. Well, guys, I mean, I know we kind of have bigger fish to fry, but at the end of the day, this is, it was still our job to find those dudes. Um, and while I don't think we should probably go there right now with civilians in tow, um, we should probably make a stop there on the way back. Well, they've got their own guards, right? We don't have to send them with us, do we? That's true, but I mean, we did promise we'd accompany them to Kresk. Yeah, how often do we break promises, mate? I mean, I thought we tried to do that never. Well. Yeah. Also, if we could try and say somebody about, you know, my whole existence. Oh, yeah, she's friends, <laughs> yes. I don't maybe, maybe we so fix good. it before we go um, exploring spooky and murder ruins. Just a thought. I just don't like the idea of children disappearing, though. Right? Like we, uh, we want to stop that. Uh, right, no, I, I, I was oh, was children disappearing here? I thought they were disappearing. No, I do. I, I, I do want to add. I think my my mother said that about a lot of locations that that naughty children would be sent there. I I think it was just to make my brother and I behave. Did it work? I I can tell you for a fact that children were sent to the mill by the Baron Vargas, but you've oh, killed him, that so one. that should stop. So I don't think you need to worry about that anymore. Do we need to worry about those ladies coming for more children? The hags, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, possibly they, they, they might try to. Now. They might try to come to the village, but I, I think times have changed. The village is is unified underneath uh, underneath that that young gentleman. What is Mark? It's, they seem unified under his leadership. I, I I think I think the hags, if they go there, will find a fight that they probably were not expecting. And we have had a solid one to possibly two days worth of training, so I think we are much more capable of taking care of the hags now. That's true. That's true. Are you I'm, canonically I'm, trying to describe a level up there? <laughs> I, I think we've run like two levels since that fight with the hags, but it's been like a maybe three days since it's then. Been, it's been about four or five days. Yeah. yeah. So at a cracking pace, we've, we've leveled up. You have accomplished a what? lot, though. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. We're pretty good. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think um, we don't go to the castle right now we 
go to Kresk, heal our Tithla. Then we get we go to Z1, we tee up Z1, and then we have to come back for Z party in Velaki, and then on the way back we we stop at the murder castle and make sure we get evidence of I, I presume those adventurers are probably dead, so we get their little patches and then we get paper mail back. Yeah, alright. That, that makes no sense to me too. I mean at the end of the day, I mean I know we kinda of want to just not die here, but if we can not die and also get paid when we get back, that's kind of a bonus really. Honestly, I'd be happy to just get back at this point. I mean same, but like get back and be pretty rich. Yeah. Alright. Alright, off we go then Chris Kresk it is, but oh no, we we still don't know which way we're going, do we? We go the the north northwestern way, right? Yes, because you, you had the yeah, two ways into castle. Left. Killian knows you could go northwest or southwest. Uh, as far as he's aware, both roads should generally re- lead you toward the village of Kresk. With Tithla shouting left, I just pick her up and like turn her 180 degrees. And go, yes, we, we will go left. left. And she still points left. <laughs> like, Not go left. <laughs> that's, that's a good creative solution to that problem. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> I like that. Say, hey, sometimes Occam's razor, the simplest answer is the uh, <laughs> correct one. Tithla is ro- infinitely rotatable. Just rotate Tithla <laughs> until she's uh, in the correct position for left and you're good to go. Um, I'm decided and I'm leading the way and starts walking. <laughs> I let her, let her go. Um, my question is, Tithla, are you going northwest or southwest? Uh, to the way that she was set when she pointed left. Yeah, I, I would have set her right. to go to, to go the, the northern route there would, would have been her left that I turned her to. Northwestern route. Brilliant. That's all I needed to know. Don't Did say things like that. Uh, if you start talking like that, I start planting beans. Do you know what? Do you know do what? Has, has fucking do it. Fucking. I got eleven beans here. I'm not afraid to use. Plant a bean. I'm. You know, I am so happy you've taken the northwestern route. Do eleven. Do all eleven at once. <laughs> Go as, plant them all. As a horticulturalist, just for your own knowledge, um, you could, if you so wished. Use one of those beans as a suppository and it would germinate. Uh, it, it wouldn't, though, because these are magic beans and it specifically says they need to be planted in soil. Well, we don't know what he sticks up soil. <laughs> I do not want a mummy lord's pyramid coming out of my ass. <laughs> Appearing inside my rectal cavity. <laughs> Could be it a good really, way to kill the big bad. I've always, I've always called it a tomb of horrors, but that really gives it a <laughs> whole new meaning. Yeah, Thanos treatment. It's like the Ant Man, Ant Man Thanos yeah, stratagem, yeah. given a whole new, whole new life. Okay, brilliant. If our last session of this campaign ends up like the great butt bean strategy I'm, I'm going to be both proud and disappointed in us. that is now an achievement <laughs> it earns you 10,000 disrespect points but, <laughs> but one thumbs up from me <laughs> and a couple of laughs um brilliant as you begin to uh turn towards the the northwest the cart trundling ar- along the rest of the guards following with you the pathway quickly turns into much more of a dirt track, not as well maintained. The forest presses in from all sides as you head off on what looks, looks to be a slightly lesser maintained pathway. 
You travel for the next couple of hours. The forest seems to be fairly empty and fairly quiet, and your journey is a rather uneventful one. By the time it gets towards the early evening after traveling for most of the day, as the sun begins to set, uh, actually, yeah, it's set in the direction you're headed, you begin to pick up the sounds of music and laughter coming from the road ahead. A jaunty tune played on a fiddle, accompanied by hand drums and a flute, along with the occasional way and then clapping. As you approach, just off the side of the road, in a small clearing, are four large colourful wagons, arranged in a circle, the centre of which is marked by a large bonfire. Figures, humans dressed in brightly coloured clothing, play jaunty tunes as uh, both men and women dance around the fire to this upbeat, joyous melody. Clearly, a group of Vistani travellers have made a camp here for the night. And as the cart begins to draw up to the fire, um, you hear a bit of a sudden hushed conversation as the music slowly fades off. The flute player the last to get the hint as they finish with a and then suddenly pause looking over towards the lot of you. An older man dressed in these bright reds and greens stands. His head is bald, but his beard, this well-kempt goatee with streaks of grey marking through, smiles and waves. Hello, travellers. Hello, please. No need to be shy. Come, 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 come and sit by the fire. It is a cold night tonight and probably don't want to travel much further before the light fails you. Come, take a seat by the fire. We have food, we have drink to share. If you have some to share in turn. I think Grin is going to murmur really low to the rest of the party. Right, lads, weapons ready. <laughs> For those of you who are confused by Raf's response to the Vistani, um, Grin has had one bad run-in and as such has made an entire judgment <laughs> on uh, this group of people. Um, it's fun. You <laughs> described racism, but you know, it's fun. <laughs> I, hey, I didn't give it a word or a term, but if that's the one that fits, I mean, what am I to do? What's a poor dungeon master to do? <laughs> Again, we've we've mentioned this a couple of times. You have ultimate power in no, this. I'm just, you are I'm the just only decision maker that matters. I'm a, I'm a passenger on this ship, <laughs> and the, the the things you've made me say and do are just unbelievable. You're right. Um, you're the victim. I am the victim. I am now Victor the victim. Uh, <laughs> Killian, as when, when he was disintegrated there, he appeared in our world as a baby. It is me. I am Victor. And this is all an elaborate plan to get revenge on you fuckers. Um, Killian, uh, you you have met with the Vistani, I'd say, a number of times by this point. Um, there is a real spectrum of uh, interactions that one can have with the Vistani. Most of the Vistani, by and large, are cheerful, friendly, and generally quite fun to be around. Unfortunately, there is a rather active minority of Vistani who are just flat-out bandits. They don't observe any of the Vistani customs, they still dress in their clothes, and they are, by and large, pretty awful people, willing to do anything to survive in the lands of Barovia. 
you are pretty confident this group of Vistani form, they fall into the former. There are no signs of weapons. Most of them seem to be older um, Vistani, both men and women. There's a couple of middle-aged and then quite a large number of younger Vistani. I'd say probably between the ages of, let's say, maybe 12 to up about 18, 19 um, of younger Vistani. If they are bandits, um, they really do not give a shit about uh, their children, clearly. Child soldiers because... are quite effective. What was that, sorry? Child soldiers can be quite effective. Oh my God, are you determined to make me have to edit this? <laughs> is this, why have we, what is this energy? Why, where has this come from, guys? I'm taking a back seat from here on out. <laughs> um, you raised us like this. Um, me? <laughs> okay. Can I, can I inside check them though, just to, just to see if I can see anything? 100%. And can we go way. back to the more um, fun jokes like Necomancer? I enjoyed that content. That was oh, great. Yeah. I want to go back to the dizzying heights of uh, gentle dad puns, <laughs> or whatever I, I, this I, I, is. I didn't mean that. I was someone. Uh, Theo, inside of twenty-one. Yeah, I, as you look around the fire, there's no weapons that are being suddenly like put into position. In fact, you don't see many weapons at all. Um, generally, as you look across, this seems to be a friendly group of people who, as far as you can tell, don't seem to bear you any ill will. With a 21, I will add another proviso onto that. As soon as you are spotted, you notice one of the musicians, a, uh, a young girl playing the drums, immediately gets up and heads for one of the larger wagons at the very back of the group. This one's decorated with signalry you've never seen before. Signalry? Signalry. Wow. I am spelling that way. Signalry? Signalry. That you have never, that you've never really seen before. Yeah, that's a... I, you've done to me um as you i'm normally so coherent <laughs> you've got me all a flutter um yes yeah, sigildry that you've not seen or recognized no, no reason <laughs> that you've no, not seen the neko necomancer pun just keeps coming back and i'm enjoying it um <laughs> that you've not seen or recognized before what looks to be symbols of very stylistic eyes these swirling patterns that form almost yeah like eye-like patterns and the card itself hmm. is decorated with ribbons yeah actually josh is wearing a is that a beholder shirt yeah it is it's, to be honest oh, that's cool. not not too not too dissimilar like the swirling patterns almost like the tentacles of the beholder's eye stalks and the uh, like a stylized swirl forming the pupil and iris as it spins back um yeah lengths of fabric streamers have been attached to this wagon and you can see wind chimes arranged all around the outside slowly drifting and making this melodic chiming in the in the very light winds um i would say for 21 that's what you see straight away uh, one of the young girls gets up and immediately heads to this wagon a few moments later theo she emerges and takes her seat again picking up the drum and no well, one seems to react to this i file that away in in the back of my mind for, for now look everyone i I don't don't see any weapons. Um, they seem pretty good. Um, I think there's safety in numbers, and, and I could I could use a party. Nikolai, Gunnar, I, I have to say, please do not um, do not punch the Vistani unless they attack us. These ones seem better than the last one, at the very least. They, this guy seems friendly and not a total dickhead like like the last Vistani. I'm keeping an eye on it. And we know very well not to judge entire groups of people based on one interaction. Yeah, we'll see about that. 
Now that is the official position of the Lost Archives. Um, <laughs> as um, as you begin heading a little bit closer, Nikolai pokes his head out of the wagon and jumps down onto the ground and joins you. Ah, group of Vistani. Um, my mother, um, she she was known to a, a number of uh, a number of groups of Istani. Um, she uh, had good trading. What's wrong, Nikolai? Prob- probably don't mention mention this. She, she had good relations with them. I, I'm sure they'd offer us uh, shelter and food and drink for the night. They have already offered us this. Oh, great! Fantastic. Hello there. <laughs> she begins wandering over with waving. Hi, I'm Nikolai Wachter. Perhaps you know my mother. <laughs> Let him go. I'll, I'll keep an eye on him and make sure he doesn't. I, I'm just suspecting that perhaps some of the um, Vistani his mother was dealing with were the aforementioned bad Vistani. He did say dealt with them as traders, so probably a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Bandits have to sell what they bandito. They do have to sell what they bandito. That is a that's a good t-shirt. Um, as, you, <laughs> as you begin moving up and, and take a seat around the fire, um, you can see the, the horses that the Vistani have uh, off to the side. They've erected what looks to be um, a small uh, fence that they've all been tied off to with a, uh, a large... Um, a trough of water set up as well as some piles of hay. As the guards who are traveling with the, the Wokta uh, children um, feed and water the horses and take them over, you're invited to take a seat by the fire. The older Vistani gentleman smiling and nodding uh, as he gestures for you to take a seat. Oh, please sit, sit. Uh, what can I get you? We have some stew and we have uh, some beer as well as some fine wines that we recently purchased from the Wizard of Wines, huh? Not too far away. Yeah, how, how is the Wizard of Wands? You was going to make a, a journey there? Oh, you should definitely make a stop there if you are heading nearby. They have um, unparalleled wine. It is the, it is, there is no competition for the Wizard of Wines. The Matico family are uh, very, very good. It is delicious wine. And if you're offering, I would, I would love a, a wine in exchange I can play you a song. Oh, no, please. Play us a song. Ah, what do you know about uh, about music? Are you are you pretty good uh, as a musician? What do you play? Um, you have your, I can play the, the horn or the song horn or the panpipes. I've never heard of a song horn before, but panpipes, I we know panpipes. Well, I, what would you like? The song horn is something I brought from my my homeland. Please give us the music of your people. Now I whip out my my song, which I imagine is like a big curled satyr antler in and of itself. Yeah. Um, and horn out a a, a good beat. Oh my god, you're doing epic sax guy. <laughs> Do, you... <laughs> Do you need me to go get my sax and actually play it? <laughs> please, please do. Actually, I I would really enjoy that. Oh, yes, man. please. Yeah, we'll wait. Oh wait. man, really? If you, you don't, you said it again, like. <laughs> this is I mean, you offered. Time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't even just mention that you have the sax and could play it. Like you offered to do it. <laughs> it seems like a bit of a derail. But do you want me to do it at the end? Once we've wrapped up, do you want me to, or do you want it now? Commit to the bit. Yeah, it commit seems to the bit. Kind of appropriate. Right, talk amongst now. yourselves. I'll be two seconds. I love that he goes. <laughs> oh, hey guys, you wouldn't want me to do this thing yeah, right no, now. While he's away and doesn't know what to cut. <laughs> 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 I love we that he just, just has take this time to appreciate Owen's shorts. 
And his knees. Look at oh, those knees. He's got hot knees. They are knees. I hope he can hear us. <laughs> it's okay, because he'll have to cut this regardless, because he's paranoid. What's this? <laughs> I am paranoid. I am paranoid, it turns out. <laughs> I am paranoid. Why? Don't worry about it. You left us unattended. <clears throat> I did leave you unattended. Um, let me just pull it open. I can, I can Sorry, vaguely remember how to play it. What was that? Hey, it wasn't me this time. <laughs> it wasn't you this time. All right, Wait, should I roll the, um, the uh, performance check first to see how shit you have to play this? <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> play to the roll. Yes. Agreed. That one. Agreed. That one. Oh, no. Do, do oh, a good fuck. job. 24. <laughs> what? <laughs> if this is an epic XMNT, I'm... I don't know how loud this is going to be, so I do apologize in advance. I'll move the mic a little bit further away. I, I don't know how loud this is going to be, so let me know if this is we'll too point loud. point up or down. Oh, you've got headphones. You're fine. All right. All right, give me a hot second. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, my, my dog does not approve. <laughs> she's singing along. She's singing along. She's, she's actually coming to tell me off. She's so cross about it. <laughs> I deserve that. Um, does and that, Alice does is that... going to be thinking, why is there saxophone? She's going to be so confused. <laughs> do, do I need to keep going? It sounds like someone. Yeah, don't pack that down. Come have a look. A dog is not happy. Right, It'll come back. How, how loud was it? Was that a good position for the mic? Or? It was perfect. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Ideal. <laughs> she, she's running away now. <laughs> so she's so <laughs> oh my god. There we go. That's uh, it is stream. solid 24. I hope that fulfills I'm afraid that that dog over there does not like the sound of your horn. <laughs> I, I think he was more singing along rather than not, not liking. I, I do not know. I cannot speak to animals. I actually can. You hear, <laughs> you hear the you know the squirrels from Baldur's Gate as you approach the Tifik. Ah, make it stop! <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would like to. Uh, Cast my app will speak with animals and see if the dog liked or disliked the the performance. Yeah, go for it. Why not? I, yeah, I, I cast. Is it the dog? Um, were you singing along or were you asking me to stop my horn? Because it's kind of a traditional thing, so it's, it's a it's a bit insensitive to say <laughs> you don't okay. like it. <laughs> I I really liked the song. I was I was singing along. It was great. Yeah. I thought so. That's very kind of you to say. I love it. Have a, have a snack. Yes. Oh, I love food. I love food so much. I think that's what most dogs would be like, right? Yep. Accurate dog. Pretty accurate. <laughs> I really I love dog. food. Killian's dog liked it. Uh, you were you were wrong. I speak with him. He um he thinks the song is very good. I have absolutely no idea if you are telling the truth, but I shall believe you. <laughs> uh, how did the Vistani seem to appreciate oh. the? Traditional the 24. 
Song of Your People. They love it. Before too long, the drums join in with a bit of a jaunty tune. And I mean, it's it's not a complex melody. It's more your performance. It's not that you're playing something technically complex because it's fucking not. It's five notes. Um, but, <laughs> but the the charisma and energy you bring to it, as well as the catchy nature of the song itself. Before too long, the whole camp joins in. There's a little flute flourish at the end. There's as it gets onto the next bit. I mean, everyone's joining in and having an awesome time. Um, even uh, Nikolai, who has been sort of a little bit down as a result of the whole situation with his family, with his sister, as Stella joins in and occasionally like makes a little clapping noise along with the music and, and lets out this, rah, rah, like, clearly enjoying it as well. You watch as this big <clears throat> smile spreads across his face. He's so happy that his sister no. is, is happy herself. Like, and, and you can see this unbridled joy on his face. I'm going to say that for the purposes of expediency, the next hour and a half you spend enjoying reasonably good food, extremely good wine, and good music. The Vistani are fun. The songs they play, the stories they tell, it's entertaining. And as the night begins to fall around you, the darkness pressing in from all sides, the light and the warmth from the Vistani bonfire, accompanied by the, the sound of laughter and music seems to drive the night just a little bit further back as that warmth and light centers at the middle of this campsite once everyone's like you know in the full swing of things and i can sort of you know we get a tune going and, and the rest carry it i'd like to try and fade into the background and go suss out while i was in that cool sigil reed wagon yes are you trying to do this stealthily or um I don't know if I'd go as far as to say stealthily, more just... More a snake than a stealth, right? Yeah, I, I'm not going to an, an, announce it, but I, I'm not going to, you know, keep to the shadows and, like, mm. just more get everyone in the full swing of the party and then just sort of fade to the background and and, and yeah. head up to that, that wagon. That sounds reasonable. Um, Jacob, I'd like you to describe to me the difference between a sneak and a stealth. Well, a stealth is <laughs> when you're hiding... And you're yep. sort of not trying to be seen, trying Sounds to like avoid to me. being seen. Uh, yep. And a sneak is actually when you're not letting somebody see you and you're doing things to sort of like keep out of their vision and not allow line of sight. So No, they sound the same to me. I, I, no, there's a difference. The <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. They're pretty different. <laughs> More <laughs> sneak than a stealth. You thought you'd gotten away with that. <laughs> It's my favorite oh, part is you just yeah. threw it out and then you just sat there really quietly for a moment, looked around and then no one called you on it. You're like, yes. You're going to try things. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Theo, as you head up towards the wagon, no one calls out. There's no cries of alarm. And as you step up, you can see the door to the wagon is closed, but the windows are open. And from inside, you can hear a voice gently humming uh, a tune, humming along with the, the revel outside. And now that you are closer you can see smoke. Um, actually, I should say, probably more steam. Steam rising from one of the windows of the wagons um, and a kettle boiling, uh, just hitting the boil as you approach the door. I give it a, a gentle knock on the, the door. As you go to knock, a voice calls out a second before you're able to contact the wood. Come in, the door's not locked. Spooky, but okay. The, the, how sinister does the voice seem? Actually, can you make me an insight check? Yes, I do. Very much so. You're an insightful little billy goat. 
Damn right I am. You can't say that. Not after what Raf said. <laughs> you are such a shit, Jacob. Natural 20 for 23. Um, what was your question? How sinister does the voice sound? That, yeah, do oh, I get yeah. any malice from that voice? Or is it a nice, kindly old lady beckoning me into a... Yep. <laughs> Beckoning me into her boudoir. <laughs> um, the the yeah okay. All right. Here's what you get from the from the voice. It sounds like a kindly old woman, on the surface, but there's something else there. A weariness mixed in as well. This is the voice of someone who speaks as if they are tired. Not physically tired, mentally tired. There's no tremor, there's no weariness to her voice from physicality, which is strange given that the sound you hear from the voice sounds like the voice of an old woman. I mean, you'd pitch it at 80s or 90s minimum. But there's a there's a fatigue there. I, I have to I have to be like very specific given it's a natural 20. Um there's a fatigue there. Almost as if the person's carrying something really heavy. Again, not physically, mentally. No malice, no I mal would say. No then malice. Then I proceed to open the door as instructed and yeah. slip on in. As you open the door, the inside of the wagon is heavily layered with cloth and curtains. A layer of smoke rising from an incense bowl almost hovers, this layer of smoke hovers around the ceiling, creating a, a feeling of the wagon being much bigger than it actually is, the smoke almost obscuring the roof. Plush cushions and a couch are set up at the far end of the wagon on one side of a circular table. On the other side, seated on a large armchair, is an older woman, grey hair tied up into a tight bun, laden with beautiful jewellery sitting across with a cup of tea on her side of the table <coughs> as well as a full cup of tea on the other steam rising softly from the teacup she smiles as you enter you can see her face lined with creases hello theo come take a seat i'm madam ava madam ava how is it you know my name i don't think I've seen you outside the wagon tonight. That's why I came you to... You haven't. This is the first time we've met. If I give you the answer now, you won't believe me. It's best if we get to the answer later. Is that okay? That is okay, as long as we do get to the answer. I go and take the seat across from her. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I've poured you a cup of tea as well. One sugar, herbal. I believe that is one of your favourites. It is as that it's correct. I. How did you know? I, I haven't been able to have the herbal tea since I arrived in this place. Trust me, I, we'll get to that. Now, Theo, you've been lost since you came here, you and your friends. You've gathered another lost soul to you. You're going to need a bit of guidance for this next bit. I've kept my distance for as long as I could, but cards were indicating that I might need to step in and speak with all of you. Your wizard friend, Jonor, starting to develop his powers, his knowledge. 
If I leave it too much longer, he opens the door to misunderstanding, misinterpretation. So I am sorry to say my hand has been somewhat forced in these matters. Your work in Valaki, might I say, was truly inspired. There are a lot of people who owe their lives and their safety to the work you did. And while I know you already have been thanked, I just want to stress again that you have done great work since you got here. You and your friends. Thank you very much. I could not have done it with, without any of them, but um, I'm more concerned about what you're saying about Jono. Um, is he a danger to us? Is No, 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 not a danger to you yet. More a danger to himself, <clears throat> and not yet either. That is sooner than a danger to you. Sorry. I'm going to have to do this in order, I think. That would probably be best, I think. Um, while you do seem very kind and obviously fairly knowledgeable, um, you're not making a lot of sense. Well, um, I will start by explaining, but unfortunately I'm going to have to start again at the beginning when your friends realize you're missing and come and investigate. Killian will be the first to notice. He always keeps an eye on things around, but he'll be here probably in about five minutes. So before the rest of your friends get here, I think I should quickly tell you what you need to know first. Hmm? Okay, I'm, I'm willing to listen to you. You are a druid guardian of nature, caretaker of the wilds. Tell me, what does the land say to you here? What does this place say when you listen to the trees and the wind and the waters? Does it seem healthy or...? Uh, no, it is... It seems... Perhaps not dying, but... Um, asleep? Uh, maybe... Um, no, probably closer to dying, really. It is... No, you were, you were on the right track, asleep. I like that. That's a very good way of thinking about it. The land slumbers. A circle of druids at Yester Hill are responsible. They have kept this land <clears throat> asleep. I do like that phrasing, yes. A deep sleep of living things and things much greater. It's not time for you to face them yet. You'll know when it is, but when you get there, you're going to be given a choice. I'm afraid you'll choose wrong. So I'm going to have to offer you a piece of advice, and I do hope you take it. Crush the heart. You'll know what it means when the time comes. Okay, I, but I, before the others get there, I have to ask. Um, and I've noticed the land is, as we put it, um, asleep, but without fully knowing the magic that caused this place to exist, I don't know whether that's necessarily a good or a, a bad thing, so it, to speak. Uh, for, for you and your goals, to awaken the land and to restore it, you should follow my advice. Crush the heart. Okay, I mean, I got you. Truthfully, is the first person to offer any real guidance here, so I don't think I'm in a position to question it, let alone spurs the advice. You'll still make your own decision when the time comes, but I hope you weigh 
my advice, and, and it will weigh a bit more on you once we get to how I know these things, but in the interests of expediency, we should do it all together. At this point, I'm going to jump back to the rest of the group. <coughs> Killian, your passive perception is really high. You notice Theo's missing. <laughs> uh, I'll probably sit next to Grinner and I'll just lean in while everybody's dancing and having a good time. Let's go. It looks like uh, Theo is missing. Uh, what do you think the chances are that he has gone to investigate the rather fancy-looking caravan? I think there's a good chance of that. I hope nothing bad happened to him in there. We... Wait, uh, what fancy-looking caravan? That one over there. Oh, I didn't even see that. I, I think we fancy. should leave it. Yeah. I, I think we should leave it for about five minutes, and if he does not appear, <laughs> then we should go there. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And look, I reckon it makes the most sense for you to go over. Look, I'll keep an eye on this lot first, too. Well, I think we should all go. All right. I think we should go one at a time, <laughs> or at least one first, and then the rest of the group. Yeah, well, we don't want to, you know, if he's just, we don't want to draw attention to it, right? So if he's exactly. in there stealing things, maybe maybe Killian can make sure that, you know, he's not being captured and then wave us over or some such. How lowly you think of me. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, past behaviour is the best predictor of future behaviour. <laughs> I can Back. definitely... I can definitely no, go sorry. and have a look sorry no 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 you're perfect josh no um back in the wagon both in game and out of game uh back in the wagon um you watch theo as madame ava uh reaches up towards a shelf above her and begins bringing down more teacups as she pours out more tea as she gets to the last cup she puts the tea away and pours a whiskey <laughs> <laughs> i i see you do know a fair bit about us then I assume that one is for, for Grinner? Yes, uh, your friend Grinner. He, he's not going to trust me at first and might not That's trust me for a while afterwards, but I'm going to do my best to prove that I am trustworthy to him. And I think a, a nice tipple of whiskey is a good start. Although, truthfully, uh, you might want something else for my friend Luther as well? Uh, Luther, I will talk to a little bit later. <clears throat> He and I have some words that need to be said uh, afterwards, and he won't accept anything while you're in the uh, wagon around him. Fair enough. As you head on over to the wagon, Killian, after five minutes have elapsed, as you go to open the door to have a bit of a peek in, <clears> a voice <throat> from inside calls, You may as well call the others, Killian. I've just finished pouring the tea. Tell Grinner there's booze in here. I, I, I certainly shall. I'll quickly walk over to the others and how about we uh, leave Luther to keep an eye on everybody here and we go we apparently we have been summoned well just leave him here Luther smiles Luther smiles no it's alright I'll, I'll come with you and but I'll stand by the door how about that and I can keep an eye on him from the doorway alright it's a fairly interesting kind of caravan let's, let's have a little bit of a peek as you begin to get up and walk away, the older gentleman, the older Vistani, whose name you have now learnt, um, is uh, 
Simon. Laszlo. What was that, sorry? Simon. Simon. Okay, sure, Simon. Yeah, let's see. I'll save Laszlo for another NPC, uh, whose name you have now learned is Simon. Um, smiles as you as you head off and goes, Remember, Madam Ava is very wise. You would do well to listen to what she has to say, huh? Gives you a thumbs up and a smile as you walk away. Mm. Alright. Take any of them, any good advice as we can get. That's Simo, guys. Really nice. <laughs> As you enter into the wagon, it's much as I described before. Um, by the time you all sit down, um, it is fairly cozy on the couch um, and the stool uh, that she set aside for you, Tithla, with a nice padded seat that's a little bit higher so that you can sit comfortably at the table. Um, I mean, from up there, it's Tithla quite, quite goes cool. to sit and doesn't even think to sit on the cushion and uses it as a backrest and is just low on the table. Okay, as as you as you as you do that, <laughs> you watch as uh, Madame Ava smiles. This this lovely old granny smiles. Goes, oh, Tithla dear, it's okay. You can sit on that stool. I thought it might be a, a bit more comfortable for you. Oh, oh, that's a good idea. Thank you. No problem. Even she can't predict what Tithla's gonna do. There's no way to predict that sort of shit. Um, it's lovely. It's lovely to finally meet you. Thank all. you. <laughs> You're welcome. It's lovely to finally meet you all. My name is Madame Ava. I am a fortune teller, but before you start getting any ideas... Jonah, what number am I thinking of? She gives you a smile and uh, and looks at you. Tithla, what number are you thinking of? I don't want to say. You have to. Tithla, <laughs> I need to know. Is the Dungeon Master, what number are you thinking of? I'll write it down and show it to the stream. No, Tithla. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, what number is Tithla thinking 376. of? 376. 376. That's weird. I know. I think um, I'll just sit on the stool and be quiet. <laughs> She is clearly a being of exceptional power to get you to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she had to say the number and also cast detect thoughts as Tithler entered. Um, right. Now, Jono, I believe you have come across a deck of cards, a Taroka deck. Ah. Uh. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I'm, you know, I'm dabbling my fortune telling as well. I actually, it's kind of convenient we bumped into you. You could, you know, show me your ways. That'll be great. She gives you a smile. Oh, convenience. Yes, yes. Um, there are really no such things as coincidences, Jonah. And the more you understand about divination, the more you'll realize that path is already laid out before you. While you can make decisions to deviate, the flow of the river carries on regardless. I'm here to make sure that you stay above the water for the most part. The river is about to get rather bumpy up ahead. There's rapids and dangers hidden below the surface you've yet to see. And I kept away as far as I could as I was just telling Theo, but I think it is now time for me to step in. You've been in these lands for some time, some of you longer than others. Killian, it is remarkable you have lasted so long. And I'm now going to give you a little bit of information that will hurt now, but will help you heal in the long run. Your old companions, Killian, they're already lost. I'm sorry. There's nothing you can do now 
to save them or to undo what's been done. But there is something you can do to help right the wrongs that were committed against them. And for that, you're going to need to stay with these people that you've happenstance and like a lucky coincidence and convenience has led you to for the time being. But there will be a time where you need to head off on your own and you'll know when that time has come. Trust me. Now, Jonor, you've made remarkable progress with your studies of divination, but you have quite a long way to go yet before you're ready to face off against the darker powers that seek to use you and this land for their own ends. You're currently torn two pawns between, sorry, six pawns between two players whose hands you have yet to see manipulating the board. One of them, their name is already known to you, but we will not speak it here. The Lord of Castle Bonzarovich. Yes, I see you uh, recognize. Please refrain from saying the name here. I have done well to keep his eye off me for the time being. The other, unfortunately, I also cannot name, but you've already stumbled upon part of their role in the past. Do you remember a painting, Jonor, that you saw back in the Durst Manor? Changed I while you looked at it. I thoroughly enjoyed, enjoyed that painting. It was very interesting. What can you tell me of the figures that you saw in it? What do you remember? In that figure, there was a, a castle. There was um, two figures, uh, two males and one female, and there's a, a swapping between them the males from above who was overlooking kind of dark figured and um, it appears he took the place of the the man with the woman and he he then looked happier and then the man who was taking the place of was kind of kind of distressed and quite unhappy yes i believe you already know the identity of one of those figures the other figure is the other player in this long game that has been taking place here for hundreds of years. I can't tell you too much yet if I give you too much information. I'm afraid that you will seek out an area that you're not not yet ready for. Your next destination, the Wizard of Wines. You should head there. That is the right path. Do what you can to help them on their journey. But don't be afraid to take a quick moment to stop in at the town of Kresk as well. The abbot can help your friend Titha and can help your uh, companion Stella Wachter. But do beware that he is damaged. His time here has uh, corrupted him somewhat. So just be careful while you're there. The reason I had to bring up these two players is that very soon you're going to be approached and given given some options. It's frustrating. I can see the futures as they unfold, and as I speak I can see the paths before you shifting and changing. If I say too much it's going to it's going to cause problems. Perhaps it would be better if you asked questions and I can answer them. That way I can get a bit of an understanding about 
what might cause problems down the track for you later. Hmm? Do these do these cards actually do they actually do the right thing? Oh, Jonah, it's not point. the cards. It's you. You're you're the one channeling the magic. You are a a diviner. You can see the paths, the the eddies and flow in the river of time as it marches onwards. And soon, very soon, you'll learn to control it even better. You've just started to dabble with it. Those flashes you see, glimpses of the future, and you feel like you can change important moments. Yeah, there's, there's times I, having our friend um, Luther almost eaten by a vampire, I, I, I just could not bear to have that happen. Yes, you're going to find those moments come more often, and you'll have more power to change them as you get stronger. Ah, uh, that's uh, fantastic. That, how, how do you know these things? I am also a diviner, and while I may oh. look young and beautiful, I've been around for many years, and I have uh, learned quite a bit. I, uh, Dick, I... can you show me your cards then? Be, uh, do we have the same deck? I'll show you mine if you show me yours, Trick. Let's, uh, let me whip out my deck and uh, flop it on the table <laughs> for you to have a look at. Um, she she smiles as you say this, Jonor. Uh, not quite the same, I think, but uh, made by the same hand, I wouldn't be surprised to learn. She reaches into her um, jacket and pulls out a beautiful deck of Taroka cards. True to her words, the artwork looks very similar to the artwork on your deck of cards. And as you pull it out, and place it on the table, she smiles. Ah, forgot the second deck I ever made. <laughs> she looks down at your deck oh. of cards. Oh, well, you did a great job because these things, um, that, yeah, they've really helped me see the future of this. No, Jono, I, I, it's not the cards, it's you. The cards are just a tool, but you're the one using the magic. It's very, very flattering, but um, I, we'll, we'll see if that, that is actually true. Well, what to say? There are important things that I need to say to each of you. I can say them to you now with your friends around or in private to each of you afterwards. I, I leave it with you. Luther, there's no need to speak up. I know yours will want to be in private. We will talk about yours in a moment. But for the rest <clears> of you... I've already had a word with Theo. There is more I would say to each of you, but I, I leave it to your choice whether you want to have me say it in front of your friends or make that choice yourself later. Once you know, you can make a more informed decision. I don't immediately. You go, John. Uh, immediately, images of the corpse, my corpse, hanging from that, uh, like hanging. Uh, or is it like a pyre where people were hanging and like my body was there? Yeah, the gibbet um, with soon all over there. Um, that, that flashes through his mind. Um, well, there's this weird thing that happened in the field and I saw my dead body with soon written all over it. And um, yes. This, yes, I looked at me and no one else saw it. And he then just like like unrealizingly starts like wiping his clothes again. He just yeah. falls back into the self-cleaning. Jono, I am very pleased you brought this up. This is good. This is the right question. That is the touch of the other. Not the ruler. The other who is trying to 
guide you on a certain path. It is not real. It is a, an illusion, a trick of the mind. He has already tried to get into your head, and he's also made an attempt to get into Grinner's as well, but he was a bit less successful with that. He will try again with each of you and try to show you things, things that are frightening, things that are scary. They're not real. I mean, some of the scary things you will encounter are real, don't get me wrong, but, but some of the specific ones are not real. A good test is to ask if your friends can see it. He can't project to all of you at once, only one of you at a time. I, I think we all agree that the ruler is a pretty bad guy here. Uh, if the other is, is opposing him, does that make him a good guy? Or do we trust this other force is trying to guide us? Or this is a really, this is a really tough <clears throat> question that you ask me. I would not refer to the ruler of these lands as evil. I would not refer to him as good. He is complicated. Everyone he else is, seems to think he's quite evil. Yes, I, and they would. The problem is that when he has interfered, he has done so rashly. He may be immortal and have the life of a god, but he is still so very like a man in the way he handles problems, the way he deals with his emotions. And time has not changed him, not in the way that I would have hoped. You have to understand this goes back a long time. I would not describe him as good or evil. I would not describe his counterpart as good or evil. But if I had to choose one, I would hope that you would side against the opposing force. In my Ooh. eyes, it is capable of far worse than our Baron, our Count, our Ruler. I mean, if the painting was to be believed, it positions the other force in a much better light than... Oh, I bet he does. <clears throat> that painting is enchanted by him. There are many other examples. He is an expert at illusion magic, projecting images, things that you can see and not see, and placing illusions on objects, enchanting them. It is his forte, and he has had a long time to get better. So, um, who, who was angry when I depicted that painting to the, the, the voice speaking through the uh, dead Wachter mother? Was I, I, I definitely I, infuriated someone. Yes, I, 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 unfortunately, I cannot say. Um, I suspect, though, that bringing up that painting, if it was to Lady Wachter, I know that her allegiances were with the, uh, the Count. I would say that that was him. He would have been furious to hear about that painting and the influence that his opposing force still has both in and outside this world. All right, kind of checks out. Truthfully, Madam Eva, our real goal is to um, get, get out home. of here. Yes, yeah. of course. And I will do what I can to help free you. It's going to be a long difficult road, you must understand, and I am sorry to say that not all of you are going to make it, not at the moment, not with the path as it stands before you. So, I mean, that's one ominous as balls, but um, two, 
like back to my question earlier for which is good and which is bad on the, the balance of for us right now getting home is good and staying here and dying is bad yes which one would be good or, or bad or, or both kind of bad for that aim for that aim both bad at the moment for now but there are certain paths ahead of you that might tip the scales in your favor one of them can be bargained with the other will betray you i can promise you that but i suppose you cannot tell me which is which yes i can the opposing force will betray you you cannot trust a single thing they say all right good to know all right let's go talk to um zikunt There will be an invite coming to you, to Castle Ravenloft. Not tonight, not tomorrow night, but the night after. After Tithla has been healed at <clears throat> the uh, Abbey at Kresk. You may want to reject the invite. I would accept, if possible. It, you will come to no harm. I can promise you that none of the possible futures I see see any harm befalling any of you if you accept, but if you are to refuse, I do fear there might be consequences down the line for you later. That's good advice. Um, thank you. I have, I have no further questions. Um, if you guys want to do your private chat with Mrs. Eva, welcome to. I've got mine off my chest. I don't plan on being alone in a room with this. <clears throat> I'm happy to be without you. I'm happy to stay with you, if you want. Yeah, I, I don't really want to be. Well then, I on. was wrong from the start. <laughs> I was wrong from the start. Just at birth, really. Just the real start of my life. Just being wrong. Okay, um, all downhill from there. <laughs> bit real, Owen. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Grinner. Yeah. It wasn't your fault. You were dealt a bad hand, but you played it as well as you could, and I forgive you. Grin has been standing this whole time. He hadn't actually sat down at all. He's, I think his knees are actually going to buckle out from under him at this point, and he's going to sit down on the couch. And as you do, she tops up the whiskey and pushes the glass over towards you across the table. It's gone. <laughs> She nods. Tithla. Yes? I believe you have a question for me. I've, I've got two questions and I'm not sure. Which question should I ask? Ask them both. What should I have for breakfast tomorrow? The eggs. You'll much prefer okay. them. Even though they're quail and they're much smaller? There's enough for you to have two. Okay. Will I see my family again? She smiles very sadly, pats you on the arm, and gives you a kiss on your forehead, but does not answer. I guess. Okay. Did you have anything you wanted to say to me since I'm now sad? 
I put my arm around, around, around Tithla. Tithla she knows us a little. No matter what happens, you will always have, have us. And I will, I will never let Jono try to sell you again. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Tithla, you're not without friends in these lands, and I'm not just speaking about the friends you have around you. You've made other friends along the way, some of whom I think have hurt you. But I would offer you a chance to forgive them. Daimar? Do you mean Daimar? She smiles and nods very slightly. Okay. C- he, he, genuinely, he genuinely did enjoy spending time with you, and he is sorry he had to leave. Okay. I will see him again. Thank you. Do, do my mum and dad know that I didn't abandon them? I didn't run away from home? The last time I consulted the cards, your parents were in Oxenfurt, staying at the Night Hall, I believe it's called. They're being taken care of. Okay. Thank you. Do I help my friends, or do I make it worse? Sometimes both. Most of the time you make things better, Tith. Okay. But we all make mistakes. Part of life. The question is, do you grow from them? Do I grow from them? Yeah. That's up to you. Thank you. Well, I'm sorry the ending of this is a bit of a downer, but in the next hour, half an hour, you'll head back out. You'll start to forget the feelings that you have inside the tent. The warm fire, the joyous music, the food will gradually pull you away. Grinner, after a few more of those whiskies, you'll start to feel more yourself again. But I do hope that what I've said here today does help you. Let's keep you on the right pathway. And don't worry, we will see each other again. Not too long from now. Thank you all for stopping by. It's been lovely to see all of you in the flesh after uh, seeing you in my visions for so long. Thank um, you. What, in that last conversation, sorry. Yeah, okay. Um, I wanted to detect seeing Titho quite sad. Uh, I think that would have jolted Jonor to try to understand what's going on. Can he detect any sort of magic being cast at that point in this room? Uh, I'm going to say, no, from her, from her. yeah, uh, with an Arcana check, probably what you're looking for is like the components of a spell as you know them, verbal, somatic, material. There is no active casting of a spell going on here, Jonor. But with a 15 Arcana check, you notice that as she speaks, every so often, you notice her eyes kind of glaze over just for a brief moment. And every time it happens, she places her hand on her tarot deck and then removes it. And the eyes sort of come back again. Almost like these little flashes that she's seeing. Fair enough. Just trying to get an understanding of it. That's, that's, I, that's I would nice. say knowing, no, like, given you are a divination wizard, specifically studying divination magic, and it is your main area of focus, you get the strong impression she's using some sort of divination magic at this mm. point. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful divination magic. But yeah, divination magic nonetheless. Cool. Why, why is it us? What, you, you've been following us 
there's a lot of people that get dragged into this place. Why us? There are. Because most people, when they come here, only think about themselves. It's very easy to lose your way and focus on just surviving, just escaping. But you have been given multiple opportunities to look out for your own self-interests, and each and every one of you, on more than one occasion, has put yourself, your life, at risk to help, to save, to rescue, to improve somebody else's life. All of you. Not just one of you, not just two of you, all of you. And the task ahead of you, if you want to escape this place, is going to require strength. Strength of character, not just strength of a sword arm. You're going to be tested. You're going to be tempted. And so far, all those who I have helped set upon this path, all those who have walked it themselves, have fallen. Do I know that you will make it to the end? I don't. Not yet. But I will do everything I can to help you. And I am I'm being very honest when I say that I think you have the best chance of any who have come through here before. No matter how broken you might feel, it's your strength and resilience that I think gives you this most fighting chance. She gives Grino another very sad smile. But that is why, because each of you has demonstrated that you care about people. Not just because you should, but because you genuinely want people to live happy and free. To live lives that you yourself wish to live. And you don't just think it, you act on it. That is why I have had to come and speak to you. What you did in Valaki, you didn't have to do that. You could have walked away, you could have carried on. You stayed, all of you. You made that town a much better place for it. No one else who has come through has even attempted to do what you did. That is why it is you. And I really hope you succeed, all of you. I really do. I want to tell you that you will feel the warmth of your sun upon your faces once again, that you will breathe the air of Faerun, Killian, once more. But that's not certain yet. That's up to you. Sorry, Mistress. I just had um, one final question that just occurred to me. Um, when we first arrived, we met um, some other Vistani, and they told us if we steal a box from, from Kresk and bring it to them, they would give us a way out. Was that uh, total bullshit, or should we steal that box and take the Vistani way out? Do you have secret Vistani ways out? What does your heart tell you, Theo? Do you think they were telling the truth? I mean, when you phrase it like that, probably not, but they were the first people we met, and they seemed to know more about the place than, than we did, and they were at least not depressed and sad like all the people in Barovia. It is sad that many of the Vistani here take great joy in the darkness that exists in this world. Most, I shouldn't say most of, most of the Vistani, we rely on, on good humor, wine, song, food, joy, to drive back the darkness. But there are a group of us who use our colors, our names, our wagons to 
only bring more misery into this land. And unfortunately, the group that you came across uh, killed, killed the Vistani, whose wagons they stole and clothes they wear, whose identities they have taken on. They are not Vistani. They are scum. They are bandits who killed my friends, who killed my brothers and sisters in the Vistani. They lied to you, as they have lied to many adventurers who've come through before. I imagine what they sent you to steal from Kresk, I believe they sent you to the Abbey, correct? This is correct, yes. They, um, the Abbey there has a box they wanted us to, to steal. Yes, a box full of donations to help keep that Abbey running. Gold, silver, platinum. It's hard to use here, so the abbot has spent a long time collecting it. He hopes one day to have enough to be able to help refurbish, replenish, and recover the abbey. If you were to have taken that and taken it to the Vistani, they would have gratefully taken you to the top of a mountain and pushed you off. That is very rude, but I'm glad they asked. That was a good question to ask, yes. <laughs> I have to say, though, none of the pathways I saw you taking included you stealing that box and taking it back to the Vistani. In every possible future I saw, Grinner put a big no on going back to that. Uh, dickhead, I think, is the word you use in most of the visions I see. And, uh, refusing it's to hand over anything to him. It's good to know that there is a big difference between the two groups. They are not Vistani. I am and sorry that your first impression of our people was created by those who are not of ours, those who have taken our identity. I think Thank it also goes to show that perhaps we shouldn't make fresh judgments about groups of people. Very wise, Tithla. Well, thank you all for coming to my wagon. <laughs> Just gesture you out before Jacob makes me angry. <laughs> not with that statement, because that statement's perfectly reasonable and lovely. Because Jacob knows what he's doing, and he's a troll. <laughs> what did I do? You're not a goblin, you're a troll. You watch as Tithla's tusks suddenly elongate. She grows these long, gangly limbs and transforms into a troll. Uh, no, none of that happens, obviously. Um, just, okay, thank you very much for your your time. Um, but did you not have fortunes for Killian? And did he get his fortune? Killian. If you wanted me to speak it in front of the others, I can. I assumed by your silence you'd prefer to wait until the others had left. It is your choice, of course. Uh, I'm already going I to believe, be speaking with Luther in private. I, I believe in private would be... would be good. Of course. Well then, thank you so much, all of you, and I look forward to seeing you all again soon. Uh, Tithla, it would be very nice to see your natural shade of green. It's such a vibrant colour. I, I hope so too. I will. Much better than this grey. I, I will be seeing it soon. Okay. But you also see a lot of different scenarios. So I just hope I get to see it too. You will. In some you might even come back orange. Okay. Well, I don't know if we should go anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the purposes of expediency, as you all filter out and... Killian stays behind. She gestures for you to take a seat in the very centre of the couch. Killian sits down, and as she reaches into her deck, she pulls forth a card. Killian, could you please roll me a d20? I certainly can. Ooh, it helps me click the right button. 17. 
17. Alrighty. As she pulls forth and lays down a card on the table, you see it is a warrior standing half in shadow, a hood across his head, holding aloft a golden sword high above his head. Around him, what first you mistook for trees and bushes and broken sections of masonry, with a closer look you realise are skulls. And as you look closer at the figure and the hood above, you now see blood dripping down from a severed limb, his left hand missing. The warrior. Hmm. Interesting. There were a number of number of ones you could have drawn, but the Master of Swords is an interesting one. You're going to have to find a weapon. You already have part of it with you. One of you carries it. Jonor gathered the hilts not too long ago, but the sword is incomplete. The blade and gemstone pommel are missing. The blade is in the depths of Arginvastholt, but... You are not quite ready for that yet. After you have gathered your strength and seen me for the second time, I think you should head there. Pommel the gemstone I cannot see, which rather concerns me. I am afraid it might be with the opposition, with the opposer in the Amber Temple. You are not to share with the others the name of that place. They are not yet ready. I trust you with this knowledge, because I am sure in your time here you've heard whispers of the Amber Temple and the horrors that lurk within its depths. I have indeed. Good. Then you know how dangerous it is. That sword, that sword, Killian. You've started down a pathway, your worship of your sun god. I very much approve of, and a sword to match, a sword of justice, is what you will need for the coming battle. The others all have items they will need to locate as well, but for the moment, those are hidden. Their choices will help guide the future. But that book Jonor carries. Could I ask a favour of you, Killian? Indeed. While you travel with the party, could you make sure that Jonor keeps that book close at hand? His attempts to remove the curse, I think, I think is the right path. I just don't want it to fall into the hands of anyone else. That book is dangerous. It's... I think it comes from the Amber Temple. I think it is from there as well. The fact that Jonor has proved remarkably resilient to its influence is a blessing, and one that I hope stays. I will keep an eye on on the book and make sure that it does not leave Jonor's possession. Wonderful. Did you have any questions for me? Hmm. Will I... I wish to rid myself of what I have become. If I do so, will I survive? Not now. But 
path you walk, the choices you've made recently, if you are to stick to them, yes. And Abbott might be able to help you with that as well, if you can convince him and keep his mind focused on the task. Yes. You very well might just. Sort of puts his right hand over his shoulder, his left shoulder, and nods. Thank you, I will try to stay on the path that I have begun to go down. Excellent. Good luck, Killian. I'll see you again soon. I'll see you soon. I'll stand and walk out and just nod to Luther as I leave. Luther, who's taken a few steps down the stairs to give you a bit of privacy, nods and walks up, heading inside. And that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight. As the rest of you head back to the campfire, enjoy some food and drink. True to Madame Ava's predictions, the sense of dread that some of you feel, the sense of sorrow that some of you feel, it is hard to feel that with the joyous music and the laughter around you. While the feelings don't fade entirely, they do lesser somewhat. And that smoky tent, the smoky wagon feels a little bit further away after a few hours of drinking and revelry. And that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight. We'll be jumping back in next week for Luther's prediction, which we will do at the very beginning of the session, and then the rest of the party for the rest of their evening. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming and joining us. It is lovely to be doing Curse of Strahd and to um, have back-to-back D&D today. I, uh, I never get sick of doing D&D. I put it to the test today, doing two sessions in a single day, but hey, I'm not sick of it. Turns out, turns out I fucking love it. Um, for those of you watching, we are going to go and uh, raid Corsair's Cove, who I, I think are still going. They are still going. Brilliant. They yep, are still, still going. going. On their 28-hour live stream event, which we uh, we did uh, get to run a one-shot for earlier today. We're going to go raid them right now. So if you're watching on Twitch, don't go anywhere. For those of you listening to us recorded uh, on YouTube or on the podcast, thank you so much. Um, if you have a spare moment, time to become a bloody legend and hit that thumbs up and subscribe button on YouTube. Leave a comment in the description below. Why not, why not do the trifecta and become an uber giga mega legend um Dude, it those, costs you nothing it costs you nothing nothing but a beautiful smile from me as payment so that's not a cost that's a payment um <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, as always i speak with eloquence direction and cunning um thank you again stay safe stay well and we will see you all again soon until next time everybody goodbye bye bye Thank you.